0: Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Len Testa, and this is our show for the week of November 25th, 2019. Happy Thanksgiving to our U.S. listeners, and Happy New Year to our Canadian fans. On the show today, news! And in our main segment, Jim talks about what he saw on his trip to Orlando earlier this week. Before we do all that, let's bring in the man who can count on one hand the nine times he's visited the Three Mile Island nuclear power plant in Pennsylvania, it's Mr. Jim Hill. Jim, how's it going? Well, you know, and the other benefit, Len, is that I save all of this money on book lights. You can just sit there in bed and you glow, so you read, you know. <laughs> Never have to change a light bulb in the Jim Hill household. That's great. There you go. Jim, let's do a shout out to subscribers over at DisneyDish.Bandcamp.com. Thanks to new subscribers, WillBD, FastAnt, and Amber098. And longtime subscribers, Steven, Madeline T, and LCMFan. True story, Jim. These are the yodelers that you hear as you walk around Disney's classic Matterhorn Mountain. Madeline says that in addition to singing talent, it helps to have an extensive collection of lederhosen to wear to the interview. So, Jim, that is our top job search tip of the week. All right, Jim, let's do the uh, the news. Folks, the Disney Dish News is brought to you by Storybook Destinations, trusted travel partner of the Disney Dish podcast. For a worry-free travel experience every time, book online at storybookdestinations.com. Jim, The Animal Kingdom's shuttered Primeval World attraction is opening this week for Thanksgiving crowds. It'll also be running, uh, I think, next week around the Rise of the Resistance opening and possibly over Christmas. So this ride's been uh, running on and off for a few hours, some days over the last few weeks. It's not very predictable. Uh, It's also still not represented in my Disney experience, so there's no wait time data posted in there. So something's still off. What's going on there, Jim? What's the long term plan for this this piece of land? We had it this go down suddenly in
1: the late winter, early spring of this year. We shared the info about, you know, how difficult it was for Disney to get replacement parts. They finally managed that over the summer. But we're back in that Stitch's Great Escape thing. This attraction has kind of moved to fire extinguisher status. You know that, that it- no,
0: no one missed it that much? Is that what you're saying? <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> you pull it out when you need it. And long term, there are plans in place ahead for further transformations at Animal Kingdom. And this is the side of the park that they're looking at. It's actually the Donald Duck stuff that got added to Dinoland last year. Then, still there. It's still there. It was there last
0: week when I was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In
1: fact, they've ducked the halls. You know, out ahead of the you know, end of the holiday programming there, but according to surveys done at Animal Kingdom, the six different Donald Duck related meet and greets were more of a guest satisfier than primeval whirl. So you know, the whole thinking was, well, you know, if if we
0: have do we to, have to fix it, do yeah, we have, have to, to, to fix fi- it? That's it but exactly. Do we- but do we have to fix it? <laughs> okay, <so. laughs> Look, it's it's got parts. It'll eventually break down. We can replace the duck. What? It's easier. You, you mentioned that, though. It's, it's really not surprising. We've, we've said on the show several times that character greetings are among the top rated activities or attractions uh, across all of Walt Disney World across most age groups. And for something like Dinoland, where the premise of the character greeting, you know, where, where Donald realizes that he's related to dinosaurs, mm-hmm. kind of it makes sense. You know, and the lines for each of the character readings aren't particularly long. They're intense mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, in like little Bivac places yep. where it fits in with the overall theming. Yeah, I, I I, was like I said, I was walking around last week. I thought uh, I, I realized that they were still there. I I think they're generally pretty good and uh, and it, it adds something to do in that part of the park. Yeah, so I, I definitely see, see it uh, stick, sticking around for a lot longer. That's good.
1: Was over at Universal uh, this past week for that that fan event that that we did, and thank you to Tammy Whitey, Storybook Destinations, for doing such a good job with the logistics side. But got to chat with some some Universal managers while we were there, and in, in much the same way that Primeval World has become sort of a you know a fire extinguisher of an attraction, over at mm-hmm. that park, several other attractions have moved to what Universal calls maintain but new do not upgrade or improve status
0: (coughs) fast and (coughs) curious so
1: So, (laughs) i'm sorry
0: you're you're saying something about something go ahead
1: yeah (laughs) but the attractions over there that have achieved this status right now are uh shrek 4d The Fear Factor Show. I can't believe it's still around. Yeah, and I'm blanking the other one. Uh, The Inel Show? Well, you know, know, again, the weird thing is that, you know, that side of the park for a while, you know, was designated where the the Nintendo Land was going to go in, and then suddenly that plan changed. But I'm just fascinated by this maintain but new do not upgrade or improvement. Literally, it's just the notion of just keep that thing running until it breaks and then we'll talk.
0: What do you, what do you think uh, uh, Universal is going to do, speaking of maintenance, regarding the, the Simpsons ride? Because now that, now that Disney owns Fox, is there something in the contract that says they've got to keep that up to date? That's been in place
1: since 2008. And then we saw the upgrade for Fast Food Avenue in, in 2014. If you look at the same window of time, Universal built the Transformers ride and then added Fast Food Boulevard. Your two pathways to Diagon Alley, they they literally created these multi-million dollar speed bumps to slow down people from racing back to Harry Potter. Yeah, The Simpsons now being owned outright... By Disney. In fact, that was one of the more interesting stats that came out of the first week of operation for Disney Plus. You know how many people were watching The Simpsons on you know the subscription streaming service. So again, you know, right
0: out of oh, the yeah. box. So and, the, and so there's there's some controversy on that too, right? Because it uh, they uh, Disney put it on Disney Plus in the wrong aspect ratio, yeah. so you couldn't see all of the the scenes like in the in the in the borders yeah That there, there's some
1: great gags they cited it as an example there was once where, where homer was doing a tour of the duff factory and and they literally showed the classic duff duff light and amber duff all coming out of the the, the vats for these things all coming out of the same feeder tube right but that wasn't shown in disney no no, no no but, but to, to give disney credit they immediately yeah. acknowledged okay this is an issue, and we promise by early 2020, we'll have these things being shown in the, the right viewing ratio. So they're on it. But yeah, it's decisions at Universal are very much on the fly uh, right now, Len. In fact, they're, while we were at the park, I got to talking with, you know that big empty stadium in Cartoon Lagoon, the one up high up on the hill there? Yep. Earlier this year, they were a month out from demo to put in a clone of the now under construction at Universal Studios Hollywood, Secret Life of Pets Off the -the Leash Attraction. That will actually open at that theme park in spring of 2020. When that came out early this year and didn't do the numbers Universal wanted it to do, they mm-hmm. literally pulled the plug on the plane to bring it to Florida. But they told, you know, the team members who worked in there, get ready, we're pulling down this building. You know, that being, you know, right next to the perimeter road and all that, it was going to have an impact. But,
0: yeah, that didn't happen. Huh. That's uh, that's not surprising though. the 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 first one was good. the uh, the uh, the But the sequel film, not not that great. I mean, you've, we've done it once, right? A disappointing sequel. How rare is that, Len? <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. That's By the way, uh, speaking of uh, Disney Plus, Jim, did you see? Uh, and I, I know uh, listeners here mm-hmm. uh, know my. Obsession with the the Lizzie McGuire series series. but did you see that they they signed Gordo to, to come to the show? You with the first person I
1: thought of when I saw that story break on Monday. <laughs> Let you know, it just, and the fact that Variety featured it as big as they did, it's like I am clearly you know i somehow missed the Lizzie
0: McGuire train and have to get on board. <laughs> it was the uh, so the it was literally the first thing that I looked for. Uh, when I signed up for uh, for Disney plus, uh, so and th- the funny thing to me is to go back and look at how bad the original animation was in the series. and it got better, obviously over time. Uh, oh, sure, when they, you know when sure. they picked, when they picked it up everything. but uh, I thought that was interesting. and then i uh, I finally watched the Mandalorian and with so apparently baby Yoda is a is a meme now. <laughs> and I know it's not Baby Yoda. It's not really the real Yoda who's who's already dead in in the series, but but baby, but baby Yoda. Let's call it what it is, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, but 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 the more interesting thing, in fact, I, I, you know that that I finally made it to Galaxy's Edge this past week for the first time, and to give the folks there in the Bazaar credit, the Tordarian Toymaker, the one that has the yeah. little plush dolls that are look as if they were made on the planet there, they didn't miss a trick. What what they have done is they've taken one of the Yoda dolls from that store put it on a shelf, but wrapped it up in the bassinet like in the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. And it's prominently on display. And you should have seen the people who were in that circle. Going, oh, it's a baby, I need one. So you you took a, sto- a toy that really wasn't selling and suddenly made it in, into a hot item just by displaying it properly. So, you know, really Genius. smart move on their part. That's fantastic. All right, just
0: speaking of uh, Galaxy's Edge and uh, talking with cast members, it looks like there's not going to be any sort of cast member or... Annual pass holder preview for Rise of the Resistance. Yep, I'm guessing that between the uh, the opening day deadline, uh, which is now a little more than a week away, mm-hmm. uh, and the media event that was sort of thrown together, there's just not going to be any time. Have you have you heard anything about this? All I've heard from the
1: Imagineers on this is, again, they are just running and gunning, endlessly running this attraction to make sure all four different ride systems work solidly. Because, you know, again, you know, if one of these goes south, you have to dump the building. Yeah. Good news is it seems to all be working. They seem really happy with it. As for cast member previews or, or likewise, special offerings annual Pass holders, on the other side of the holidays in january in february there will be after hours events that will allow folks in you know to give them the access they want there'll be special character meet and greet opportunities during the same period i mean you know disney knows they have to do right by the cast members they have to do right by the annual pass holders but on the other hand they have to get this thing open it has to make the biggest possible splash on december 5th and you know just march into the holidays as the attraction that you have to go to you know have to see you know the next time you go to florida and then they'll make good in early 2020.
0: We'll get our preview uh, the month after it uh, opens.
1: It'll there you far. go. There you go. And, you have, know, have you heard
0: anything about uh, what's going to happen during the media event?
1: You know, remember when they opened up Galaxy's Edge? We saw you know, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, you know uh, Billy D. Williams, you know, come out. Don't be surprised mm-hmm. if this time around. We see more members of the cast of the most recent trilogy, the, the, the folks that we'll be seeing in uh, Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker when it opens on the uh, 19th. Yeah, on the 19th. So
0: Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, holidays, Jim, I, uh, I took a spin on the Tomorrowland Speedway holiday overlay. Have you seen this?
1: I have seen the the photographs of it. It's a charming, you know, it's you know adorable. adorable. Yeah.
0: So, uh lots of Christmas decorations. Mm-hmm. Uh there's the holiday soundtrack of uh Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I think. Or it sounds like Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is, you know, pretty much Christmas. I think they just bring them out like uh, in November, right? They're in they're in hibernation. Ten months out of the year, then they just come out in November and, and they start playing. Yeah, no, that's uh, the, exactly the one thing I would say, mm-hmm. definitely much much better at night. Go oh. ride it at night if you're going to be around. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Speaking of uh, Magic Kingdom, the uh, have you seen the uh, the progress on the walkway to uh, between the Grand Floridian and the Magic Kingdom? That's coming along nicely.
1: I'm embarrassed to say this, but I had a limited window of time. Uh, when I was down in Orlando early this week, and I, I made a decision to the effect of I had to see the new stuff at Animal Kingdom, and I had to finally get over to Galaxy's Edge, and and somehow shoe in a visit to Disney Springs, and and that was it. So couldn't make it to the Kingdom, couldn't make it to Epcot. But I've heard from from how you know that that they're really sort of cruising along in this thing. Are they they going to have it open for the holidays?
0: Or I don't think for the holidays because they'll still have to do testing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if you know January, February. Okay. Yeah, the holidays might be a little aggressive, given they they still have to uh, to test it and stuff like that. And I'm sure they've got to put up railings and safety equipment, all of this stuff. But it's coming along, and it's going to be a it's going to be a really nice addition. It's a um, it looks like it's going to solve a great many problems, not only when the in the walking, but with the ability to get the uh, the floats for the electrical water pageant uh, out too. Mm-hmm. Very cool, cool, uh, Jim. I wanted to talk about one more quick thing, and that's a new patent, it literally came out today uh, from Disney, and the uh, the patent is titled "High Speed Projection onto Dynamic Moving Objects." So it's this uh, this idea that you want to. Do projection mapping, which we've seen, right? We've mm-hmm. seen it in the Magic Kingdom where they projection map onto the castle. We've seen it in Hollywood Studios where they projection map you know, videos onto the Tower of Terror. We've seen it in lots of places right now. What we haven't seen is Disney trying to do projection mapping onto things that are moving. Mm-hmm. And But we can see where that would be really useful. This is a, a patent that explains how to do that. Mm-hmm. So is this, Jim, is this for, for ride technology, I'm thinking? Late spring 2020, we will have Mickey and Minnie's
1: Runaway Railway. Now, mind you, that's a fairly slow-moving vehicle. Again, moves through show spaces where the fun is the quick changes in this space, not necessarily other things moving through this space. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, going further on down the line, there are plans for uh, significant upgrades. In fact, this particular technology, I've heard about some tests that have been done what they're talking about using this for is, like, wouldn't it be cool if you were on Space Mountain and took the equivalent of battle damage? Oh. Remember the uh, the Star Wars version of uh Hyperspace Mountain, where you found yourself in a dogfight, you know, supposedly with a, a TIE fighter? Oh. What if you were able to look down on the hood and it's like, there's a chunk out of the hood now. How did that happen? So... Oh, that's clever. It is. It is. It's one thing to patent. It's it's quite
0: another. Right. It's another implement, it. yeah. There you go. All right. Fair enough. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jim's going to tell us more about his recent trip to the Orlando area. We'll be right back. All right, Jim, uh, you and Dustin were at a a fan event this past weekend, right? This is for your... your Apparently, you, you do some other podcasts? Yes. Uh, Dustin Fuse
1: and I did our Holidays at Universal event this past weekend. And like I said, you know, thanks to Tammy Whiting and the Surbook Destination folks who... Handle the logistics up. I mean, you know, it was not necessarily Florida weatherland. It was It was cold and gray most of the time. But I
0: saw, I saw that, yeah, yeah.
1: But on the other hand, lots of folks passed along their greetings. In the fact, that there was one gentleman, Jim, who I, I ran into Sunday in the Amber Treasures Jewelry Store. At, uh, t- that's in the Jurassic Park Discovery Center over at Islands, but he wanted me to pass along a hello. Yeah, howdy. Hey, Jim. Yeah, you know, all right. But that event wrapped on Monday, and, and Nancy and I were flying out of Orlando later, later Tuesday night, so we spent the next day and a half Uh, checking out Disney World. And so since you talked about the polite pig, I have to tell you, Len, you know, all, you know, the
0: the, the back of my mind is
1: barbecued Brussels sprouts, barbecued Brussels sprouts. Oh,
0: every time I walk by. But first of all, let me just say, the polite pig being positioned right next to the i believe it's the lime garage Mm -hmm. entrance is just crazy because you you pass it both coming and going Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're not hungry when you come in you've got to be hungry when you leave Mm -hmm. Ah, it's genius and you're right you come right off the the
1: lime garage and it's right there in fact but what what angela's been telling me since this place opened in may of 2017 every time Mm -hmm. she's gone by there's been this huge line. So we come off the, get the escalator and no line. So we immediately duck in. Now, mind you, getting into the line garage? Oh, you've got to do the, you have to do, the, uh, you have to do a U-turn, right? A spectacular U-turn and then immediately get over to the right uh, to get into the garage. But on the other hand, once you're in, you're fine. Getting over there, I got kind of turned around. More to the point, I went to the Orange Garage first, and Angela, being the local, is like, "No, no, no, we want the Lime Garage." So we had to duck out. <laughs> the orange garage is for suckers. Yeah, well, no, that's exactly. <laughs> so, so we end up back on, on Butterside Drive. We drive up the Typhoon Lagoon and turn around. Oh, there. you did the
0: turn right there.
1: Yeah, I swear to God, Len, a coyote the size of a Shetland pony walked in front of us. Really? I mean, this was a big healthy animal. In fact, you know, kinda of brazen. It's just sort of you know, it sat down by the side of the road and watched us drive by like, hey, the fat one looks tasty <laughs>
0: Yeah. It'd be a shame if you had any car trouble I had to get out and change a tire, wouldn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's sorry. would have been tragic. But all right, so anyway, we, we go to the polite pig, I get the half chicken with the citrus marinade, and again Based on your review, got the uh, barbecued cauliflower and the crispy bustle yeah. sprouts. Nancy got the sweet potato tots as her side. Um and you weren't wrong. I mean, I have to say I actually enjoyed the vegetables more than the chicken. You know, but uh service was great. Staff was yeah. ridiculously attentive.
0: Really really enjoyed it. it. You know, we'll definitely it's, go it's back. It's very the food's very good. It's very uh it's highly rated. Service is excellent. Definitely definitely going to go back.
1: Let's see. After that, the ladies cut loose to do some shopping. Uh, I initially Went over to The Void because I wanted to check out the Marvel uh, damage control VR experience. But it turns out while that's being presented at at the Disneyland Resort version of The Void, that never came to Florida. They've still got the uh, Star Wars Secrets of the Empire and Ralph breaks the uh, VR. Tiny bit disappointing, but I probably, again, I should have done my homework first. I should have listened to Turing points. (laughs) It's all right. And then, of course, I go Mm -hmm. to... Guest relations to to pick up my passes for the next day for the park, but of, of course, let me, I, let me guess
0: you you went you went you went to where you think guest relations. Well, is. that's it exactly. I, I went not back. guest relations anyway. I no, I, as soon as you said it, I, knew, yeah. I was like, I bet I know where he's going.
1: You know, so yeah. the, the, now it's a photo pass desk, but they, they were nice. They got me turned around and back to town center, and I love the new uh, guest relations standalone building with its you know no counter setup. I I think it took all of a minute for me to get my passes. So
0: yeah, that part's not bad at all. Plus, the, in the old the old area where the guest relations used to be, it now flows much better between shops. It does. It does. And, you know, it's also interesting to watch
1: all of the folks who were uh, getting their holiday sh- uh, photos taken there. So, I mean, the holidays are, are in force at, at Disney Springs right now, which, again, brings me to the next thing we did. After the ladies finished shopping at Uniqlo, we headed off to the Christmas tree trail. So th- this has been going on since 2016, right? right. Um, yep.
0: Yep started with 15 trees we're up to 23 trees now and we yeah we talked about it, I think in 2016 it was basically uh, let's send some cast members to Michael's mm-hmm. and, and get what you can and it's but it's developed since then right it's, it it's, has it's it has and, it, and in fact w- w- to me what was impressive
1: is that it was right up to date I mean for example when you step in the concession area right off to the right Uh, Now a signage identifying it as Noel Noel Kringle's Cafe, and that keys off of uh, Noel, the the new Disney Plus movie that stars Anna Kendrick. Wait, is is that out now? That dropped when the subscription service, the streaming service went live on the 12th. Oh,
0: twilight. okay. I haven't seen it yet. Okay.
1: I get that it's, it's, this is mostly a retail experience line. In fact, you know, I, I thought it was actually pretty smart of Disney that, you know, when you looked at all of these trees, they had those lanterns and inside of each of the lanterns were actually ornaments that you could buy at the store here, which by the way, was called the Elf Boreum.
0: Ah, uh, Elfporium, that's yeah.
1: nice. And then, of course, you know, that clever design that, you know, you walk out the back door and they basically dump you uh, straight into the 12 Days of Christmas store. Now, there were fun touches. I mean, the Disney villain tree with the Ursula's tentacles sticking out and one lonely antler representing the Horn King. I enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed the changes they've made at, at the springs of the bridge that you could, you know, hop on over by uh, Rainforest Cafe and just march across the water by the Lego store and you're back in the... Did, the did, line you of, notice
0: that, that, did you notice, too, that they have food on both sides of the bridge? Like, in case you get hungry walking through the bridge? <laughs> You've got Big Bad Wolf, uh, Bibi Wolf's place on one side, and uh, I think it's a crepe place on the other. Yeah, yeah. no, they, they do not miss a trick. But anyway, all right, very next day
1: we get up, we head over to Animal Kingdom because in much the same way i was you know wanted to check out the holiday program at disney springs i wanted to also see what, what's going on over in animal kingdom and got okay. a quick glimpse of the uh galactic star cruiser construction you know as we we're driving up oceola parkway how'd that look to you it looks like it's coming along nicely i am still hearing that you know they're on track for a late 2020 opening they're still play testing out west especially on the heels of the issues about the early concerns about uh, Galaxy Edge. Oh, by the way, did you see coming out of IAPA how Scott Trowbridge was talking about oh, no, no, we've got all sorts of New things in the works for Black Spire Outpost. There's more story to come. There's more experiences to come.
0: No, I didn't see that, but it's good of them to recognize that we need more to do.
1: I agree as well. Anyway, we parked in the Animal Kingdom lot, uh, took the tram to the front of the park. And- what would you think about that entrance experience <laughs> in the Animal Kingdom? It's not great now, but, you know, given that we went afterwards to disney's hollywood studios and saw how well the new layout works yeah. there yeah that's
0: pretty fantastic yeah. i'm
1: hoping if that's the template that you know this is this temporary pain will be worth it have you managed to get over to the park yet uh, animal kingdom and do the
0: merry menagerie stuff they were setting it up the last the day that i was there last which was now about two weeks ago you have to do this Len. this is it's good it's
1: ridiculously entertaining this is a brand new offering, Began on November 8th, and the thing of it is, is it features life-size artisan sculpted puppet versions of winter animals, we're talking, reindeer, polar bears, penguins, seals and terns who were when they were on stage were accompanied by these stroll, uh, strolling musician when we were there the, on Tuesday it was a, a violinist. And... Really? They're classing up the place. I've got a call into Michael Curry's office right now because, uh, the gentleman who did the puppets for the Finding Nemo the musical and for the Epcot Millennium Parade likewise the Lion King Broadway show because th- this stuff has got to be Michael's work. It's so beautiful. The polar Bears and the reindeers, when you get up close, they're deliberately designed to look as if they're made out of birch bark and sort of lashed together with these thin strips of leather. And you could sit there for, for an hour or more watching people interact with these things. I mean, the little kids were just charmed by the the penguin chicks puppets that sort of, that they have chased them through that, that span of street between Island Mercantile and Discovery Trading Company. Right. This new entertainment uh, offering, which collaboration between Imagineering and Disney Parks Live Entertainment, only runs from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., but the gimmick is every half hour, one set of puppets goes off stage, and the next set of puppets comes on stage. So, you know,
0: take that into account. Okay, but they so they rotate every half hour. Yep. 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Okay, so during the park's busiest hours, it's available.
1: One tiny little disappointment. I was also hoping while I was there to to catch Kevin, uh, the the giant bird from Pixar's Up. He's been oh, yeah. on Discovery Island since February of this year, and uh, entertainment schedule said Ooh. he'd be out between 9:30 and 4:30. Didn't see him. It it might just be a case of I was there at the wrong time or maybe, So
0: you know. When when I've seen him the last couple of times, he, he wasn't on Discover Island. He was over by up the Great Bird Adventure on, in Asia. See, Nancy and I
1: and Angela oh, never, made it, yeah. never made it that far back. In fact, that's yeah. that's how we missed the Asia holiday decorations, uh, which celebrate Diwali, the, the Festival of Light. Uh, likewise, we didn't make it into Harambe, and they supposedly got oh. some fun
0: holiday decorations there. You said you didn't make it to Asia. So they've actually done some construction over or, along the, uh, the trails in Asia to open up some of the areas closer to the water I think, as character greeting spots. Interesting. And I think that's why Kevin's there. So maybe the, uh, maybe the, uh, the entertainment schedule just wasn't updated. But uh, that's the, the last couple of times I've seen Kevin. Mm-hmm. He's been it what appears to be like a, a dedicated character greeting area over by um, the Great Bird Adventure. That okay. makes sense. But where we did go, Len,
1: we did go over to Pandora, the world of Avatar. In fact, we we cut through Island Mercantile and and hit the the road there. In fact, just a suggestion, folks: if you like what you see from Merry Menagerie, or or, or the, for that matter, the Wintery Tales version of the Tree of Life Awakening show. I haven't haven't seen that yet, is that good? Well again, this is the problem, I went during the day. In fact, that's the thing, I I stood there and looked up at all of the animal-shaped luminaria that they've got lining the rooftops, and again, same thing, they're all designed to make it look as though they're handcrafted and they look great, but it's quite a different thing when it's lit up at night, but they've made a conscious decision, Disneyland Entertainment, or excuse me, uh, uh, Disney Animal Kingdom Entertainment, that you notice that 5 p.m. stop for Merry Menagerie because the, the thinking is well, that well, it's dark. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, well, and, and more to the point, soon, yeah. you know, that, that they need that space when the guests, you know, face it, you know, the, the whole thing of the Tree of Life Awakenings is they just happen and people stop in their tracks to watch yeah. the things. And yeah, if, that's you good know, point. if you put the puppets in there and their performers, you know, in there in the dark, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. So, but anyway, back to Pandora. So we end up back there, and, and yeah, they have done some holiday decorations, but but again, they, they've tried to stay consistent to the story. There's there's not a single bit of decoration on the entrance of Avatar Flights of Passage, likewise Navi River Adventure, even the uh, Satuli Canteen, nothing there. But on the other hand, outside of Wind Traders, and pogo pogo pongo pongo. Yep. The, the idea is that this is where the expats hang out, and whatever holiday decorations they have, a, you know that have come from Earth are small because they have to have come over in people's personal gear. So you got paper
0: stuff, you get tiny dolls, that sort of thing. Yeah. In, in your carry-on, right? You're not going to uh, you're not going to take up cargo hold space uh, shipping a, an artificial Christmas tree. Yep.
1: Yeah. But All on right. the other hand, uh, they also have these handmade things that are sort of dangling over wind traders. That are made out of native materials. It, it's a nice touch, and it works the way they've done it. Other quick notes: Pandora has been open since May of two thousand seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of surprised at how green the faux stuff still is. I thought the Central Florida sun would have burned a lot of this stuff out.
0: No, it still looks good. It yeah, does. I, I, I it walked does. through it. Yeah.
1: The other thing that that kind of impressed me is that. The elaborate soundscape that they set up for the land. You know. I would,
0: that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Which which way did you go into the uh, to Pandora? Did you go in through Discover
1: Island? We cut through the island Mercantile, okay. and then you know went in that way rather than the
0: Harambe side. Okay, on the Harambe side, it's it's really pronounced the uh, the soundscape that that comes in. It's really good, really well done. Well, I love the call and response. You literally get <laughs>
1: animals on one side, you know, conversing with animals on the other side, and also what I like about the soundscape is. How skillfully you transition when I mean, you get to that bridge, and you suddenly get sort of a a buzz of insects to sort of serve as a buffer between the land, and then you cross the bridge, and you're back into holiday music, and without it seeming jarring or weird at all.
0: No, that that one of the things that I that I remember distinctly writing down in my notes from my last visit a couple weeks ago was, was how well the soundscaping is working mm-hmm. over there. And you, the, the, the reason why I mentioned coming over from Africa is mm-hmm. there's some building construction going on between uh, yep. Legend of the Lion King and Pandora, yep. mm-hmm. and you can't hear any of that in Pandora, which is kind of amazing. I totally agree. But the other thing that kind
1: of struck me, Len, is again, in, in Ducking Back to Island Mercantile, as you enter it from the Avatar Pandora side, I was kind of intrigued to see that they're now offering a, a relatively small selection, but, but still a selection of, of the sort of merch that you can get at Wind Traders. Speaking of which, before I forget, have you been in Wind Traders lately?
0: Yeah. Probably, uh, I guess, two weeks
1: ago now. Did you notice how many of the shelves and displays they've now cleared out of there? I mean, it's, 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 it's much more open, yeah. Especially yeah. when you in the area where you come off the ride, it's a lot more open. I was noticing how guests on e- the ECVs were having so much easier time of it, you know, getting around that shop. But you still have a, a wide selection of merch, and more to the point. You know the rookery is still doing handling business yeah but yeah the, the but but the interesting thing for me was with the island mercantile to have that selection of pandora merch with with you know face it you know think about how many guests you know who are on their way out of the park and it's like, ah, I really do now I've, I've changed my mind. I want a Pandora thing to commemorate right. that I've been
0: there. And it's like, uh, but it's all the way over there. And yeah, it's, <laughs> so, it's all the way across the bridge. Uh, I'm just not going to do it. Oh, but it's right here at Island Mercantile.
1: What's kind of intriguing to me is if we now jump over it, you know, we, we, we finished at Animal Kingdom by like 11 o'clock in the morning. We head over to right. the studios and I really love this new setup. At, at the studios where you have a, you know, sort of a dedicated security for all the folks coming off of the Skyliner and the boats and right. the buses, you know, conversely, you know, there's another side that takes care of just the folks who are coming out from the parking lot via the tram. I mean, yeah, it,
0: it's much more spread out. It's much more uh, dispersed. I, okay. I really like how they, by the way, did you ride the Skyliner?
1: Yes. You know, in fact, that's the very last thing we did. Now, mind you, as we're coming into the parking lot, it stopped. This yeah, is the first happens, time yeah. we 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 taken the new entrance off of Osceola Parkway, and yeah. you know, angela's commenting from the back seat. Maybe you shouldn't ride that on the day you're flying out. You know, just sit,
0: you know, <laughs> just just
1: just in <laughs> just yeah. case. But uh, but by the time we got on the train, it was running again, and yeah. you know, we did it as you know before we ducked out of the park, or, or right after we ducked out of the park, and. Only wrote it as far as the, the the Caribbean station and got out to deliberately eyeball the other leg that heads from the over to the Riviera and Epcot, and yeah. you know, likewise the one going to Pop Century, and Art of Animation. glad I, I have to say, I, I was impressed. It it, it loaded quickly. Uh, it was yep. smooth. I mean, it did slow down for just. A, a moment, while, and it was, was you know again. The three of us all made faces like uh, like oh no, no 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 no. You know I get first, <laughs> I get first dibs on the pee bag. <laughs> But all of the issues that we previously talked about, the, the whether it needs an air conditioner, I mean, when that thing's moving yeah. along,
0: it's breezy, it's cool. And they can, they can close the vents, too, when it, when it actually gets cold. Because I think when you were there, it was like in the low 70s, right? Well, you know, finally
1: on, on Tuesday, the, the, it had gotten up into the 60s and 70s. So, yeah, it it was breezy up there, uh, and it was was also, this was kind of a windy day, but uh, with three adults on on board this thing, it didn't rock at all. I I will say, having experienced, you know, been on a gondola that was skinned versus a gondola that wasn't skinned, I kind of prefer the non-skinned. Me too, because you can see more stuff. That's it, exactly. Definitely, 100%. You
0: can't choose, though. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Anyway, duck back to the studio is quick. I was intrigued uh, once we got in the studios to get inside of uh, Mickey's of Hollywood to see that they'd done pretty much the same thing. That they done with wind traders that that um, I was
0: gonna uh, when you mentioned wind traders I was that was literally little my next thing so they they've basically Star Warsed it out right well but but that's
1: what's kind of intriguing uh, Mickey's of, of of Hollywood you know they they sort of cleared out that you know they made it but that much easier oh
0: sorry Keystone uh, Keystone closed well the they, other, but you place. know yeah, they sorry. they
1: both came online at the exact same time that that you right. know they both you know came back after. Rehabs in October of this year, but you're right. Uh, Keystone Clothiers right now is all Star Wars, all Star Wars Galaxy's Edge stuff. Yeah, yeah, but but think about it. You're walking out of the park, you you know, you you change your mind, and there, right on your right, is this star full of, uh, or store full of a store full of Star Wars merch.
0: Yeah, I like I I definitely think the layout of both of those places is much easier to navigate than it was. It's much more open. In fact. I'm reminded of it Mm -hmm. every time I walk now through the Emporium and the Magic Kingdom trying to get to Adventureland. Mm -hmm. Like, this place could be a little more open. I wonder if if it's going to make it over there. When we
1: were over at Disney Springs, we, of course, did our due diligence and went through the world of Disney. and, And that's just underground. It's huge rehab. It's easier to navigate than it was when it had all of the separate rooms. But it just doesn't have the clarity that... Wind Traders, or for that matter, Mickey's of Hollywood does. I, so I wonder if going forward, they'll do the same thing. The whole notion of we can lose some shelves here if it then makes mm-hmm. it easier for you know folks to negotiate, to navigate through this area and find the merch that they're looking for.
0: Yeah, if you make it easier for people to get in and out, uh, the volume uh, of people that you get might increase. That just uh, makes that, it for losing I, a little bit of shelf space.
1: I agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so as we're chugging back toward Galaxy's Edge. Turns out, you know, just that instant, the Winter Festival edition of the, for the first time ever, ever, Frozen sing-along is starting. So it's like, eh, I've never seen this stuck in here. Then, you know, this is the one that incorporates the songs from the holiday special, Olaf's Frozen Adventure, that the Walt Disney Animation Studios created in 2017. It's now a holiday staple at, at on ABC in Freeform. And I was more impressed, honestly, With how they're using the American Idol Theater. What's the capacity of that, by the way? Because that place was full. That's a good question. I don't know. I'll I'll find out and I'll mention on the next show. Okay. Got to be hundreds of people who are being entertained by this thing. And wonderful, full, you know, sort of extended the show out with projections on the walls and snow effects. And, you know, it, it was, you know, well done. And, you know, entertained the crew and... Uh, I'm just gonna be intrigued to see how long it is before the frozen two sing along
0: I was just gonna say when do the uh, when do the new songs appear because you know that some of them are gonna have to be on it, oh right? yeah
1: you yeah, know I, I, I would be surprised if you know by the spring if not the summer of next year that that's that's out of place there but because uh when, do, when does frozen two come out Frozen 2 comes
0: out tomorrow. <laughs> I was going to say, because the opening is gonna is supposed to be huge, right? It's yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars in box office, yeah.
1: The number that's out there right now is literally a quarter of a billion dollars. So they're talking... Yeah, like, like 242 is what I heard. Yeah. yeah. And... I'm trying to get that confirmed by by folks at Disney, rather you know, because oh, they're like oh, maybe 50 million, you know, sequels never work. Well, no, that, that's <laughs> it exactly. You know, that that, that you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by what their number is because that's what industry experts are saying. But yeah. and, anyway, so finally, Len, I finally get into Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge. We go in through the Grand Avenue. Entrance. Uh, glad we had Angela along with us. She's she's like my favorite theme park ninja. Um, she's been to Black Spire Outpost about a dozen uh, a dozen times now, and it was I was grateful to have her along because face it, the layout in there is a little confusing.
0: A little bit, yeah. Little. yeah. So you have to. Uh, you, the, so uh, Ronto's Roasters is sort of like your the the center of the land. Mm-hmm. That's the way I remember it. Okay. Okay.
1: And it, it's interesting you bring up Ronto's Roasters because that's where we did lunch. I, I got a Ronto wrap, uh, which I yep. enjoyed. Nancy got the uh what is it, the Andorian chicken wrap. I'll get a, a Tatooine sunset for Nancy and I'll just get the next thing, you know, that's next to it on the menu, the surly sarlac. And um I, I didn't find out that
0: was a I, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with day drinking, Jim.
1: Well that was the same. <laughs> oh you didn't know, you didn't know it was alcoholic. I did not know it was alcoholic <laughs> until it was like, oh you know, But again, that's my fault. I didn't do, you know, I I guess I should have read more closely or should have done my homework. We're there on a Tuesday. It's the week before Thanksgiving, and it was busy Lent. You know, this is just around noon, 1230 or thereabouts. I have to
0: wonder what this is going to be like next week during Thanksgiving. Um, we'll see. The big good thing is, is they're still not running fast pass on Millennium Falcon, so the lines aren't going to be as long as it would be with FastPass.
1: Angela pointed that out, and, and in fact, we only had a 50-minute wait. Uh, the line never stopped moving. I'm going you to know, move through the queue space, which is very nicely done. I got to see the the Hondo figure in the pre-show. Uh, just to tip folks, don't stand really close to the front on the right side. No, yeah, you want to be a couple ro- a couple uh, people back. <laughs> yeah, and of course, enjoyed the interior of the Falcon. So, you know, we're loaded in the cockpit, uh, Nancy and I got lucky, you know, we wound up as the pilots. In fact, Nancy was the, you know, the up and down pilot and I was the left to right pilot. And so she's the one who got hand- to handle the the jump to light speed. I, but I have to say, Len, I don't necessarily think I enjoyed being the pilot. I mean, I get that you're right front, you know, the, you're right up front, but there was a lot of pressure. <laughs>
0: that's right, because you you know the whole you know everything that uh, that could happen if you screw up. Yeah, so for that's you, that's it exactly.
1: And it's like and yeah. and you know for me it was one of these things where it's like six people's other people or five other people's enjoyment of the attraction depends on yeah
0: I, it's, it's you you Nancy Angela and these uh this this family of three from Iowa yeah you know they're, they're on their once in a lifetime trip to, to Walt Disney World you're responsible now for it yeah
1: yeah um, mission ended relatively I mean we only got a, a Score of twenty five percent. You know, I'd love to try some of the other positions when when we go back. But yeah, I don't know if that was entirely successful. And, and speaking of things, like I do not think we're successful. The blue and green milk, Len. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> you didn't like it. Well, look, <laughs> years, years of development, and and this is the yeah. taste that,
0: that Disney's test kitchen came up with. You know, it's just like house paint. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like drinking latex. It's not that. It's not that bad. It's. It doesn't have an appetizing look or, or mouthfeel. I'm going to leave it at that.
1: That was the thing. You get to the front of the line, and it's seven dollars for plain blue and green milk, or it's yeah. fourteen dollars if they put rum in it. And all I could think of is, "Look, could we just put the difference and I'll give you
0: seven dollars and give me the rum?" Rum, exactly. <laughs> it, for me, it was a one and done. I was like, "I've tried them, and I, I was there, you know, during summer when it's nice to have the frozen version of you yep. know of, of anything because mm. it was so hot mm-hmm. and." even then i was like i'll i'll just drink some water
1: you're not wrong with the one and done you know in fact the irony as to just having a bin over at universal you know and have people in either diagonal alley or hogsmeade talking about oh it's this time of year i got to get my hot butter beer and and did you yeah. know they're making butterbeer fudge and you know it's just sort of like i know disney wanted <laughs> butterbeer fudge really butterbeer fudge you know and not to be confused with the hard pack Butterbeer ice cream or the soft serve butterbeer ice cream? I, I'm sorry, but somebody at Disney, after all of this work, Blue Milk is a botch.
0: Yeah, it's not great. I, I can't wait for uh, new Blue Milk and new Green Milk to come out, like new Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, what do you think of the? Uh, what you think of the merchandise all around the uh, the store, the uh, the place?
1: I thought you know it, it was all well done. I mean, I have to admit, when I was in the Droid Depot and the notion of everyone seemed to be enjoying their experience of putting together their droid and and then yep. the bring bought to life thing but I you know I'm sitting back there watching this against the wall where I've got the pack where you can make your droid look like R2-D2, or the $17.99 thing where you could create the serving tray that R2-D2 wore while he was on Jabba's yacht, and then looking across the way at the $59 canvas bag rather than the cardboard carrier. It got a trifle mercenary in some spots. I mean, don't get me wrong. Again, if you're over at Potter, it's the it's the same thing. It really is. Right. On the other hand, got to say, in the bazaar, enjoyed the loath cat, you know, lazing around in his cage. Uh, yeah. You know, there, there was this wonderful T-shirt. In fact, Nancy bought a, a beautiful piece of jewelry that's a BB-8 puzzle. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, oh, look, overall, I enjoyed my time. And uh, mind you, given... That, you know, this was a day we're flying out. Uh, didn't get to do Ogus Cantina. Didn't, you know, get into Docking Bay right. 7. So, Len, I have no update on the Spoon situation. Didn't see Ray. Did see Kylo Ren and the Stormtroopers go through. But, man, Len... I rented the Chewbacca about fifteen times. I think Chewbacca is running for office. Or you know, just a,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was November, Jim. <laughs> you know
1: what? Well, no, that's it exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, but he he was everywhere. I think the whole whatever's being said about you know the not enough characters, not enough you know recognizable classic Star Wars characters, Disney's addressing that issue and bringing it out. Yeah. And again, just to sort of touch back on. The news coming out of iapa the attractions expo at the orange county convention center this week that uh scott trobridge sat on stage and acknowledged you know we there is more stuff coming and we, on the other side of rise of the resistance you know wait to see what else is coming so that's my trip report
0: that's fantastic
1: if the animal kingdom a tram drop-off is modeled after what they've done at the studio that'll be incredibly helpful it was so well designed it was so you know you just you looked at it and immediately knew what to do yep. Um uh, which you know again in, in, a, in a resort like disney world which has so many international travelers the fact that it did something that intuitive that smart and again, doing all this stuff ahead of 2021 to the 50th. So, um. yeah,
0: so they're, they're not only at the, uh, Animal Kingdom, are they but remember, Epcot's doing the same thing. And there's that's still right. work going on at the TTC over at the Magic Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So uh, lots of new entrance experiences for everyone. Yeah. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the Disney Dish show today. Please head on over to disneydish.bandcamp.com, where you'll find exclusive shows never before heard on iTunes. We're produced fabulously by Aaron Adams just named Grand Marshal of the 62nd Annual Hernando Christmas Parade in Hernando, Mississippi. I'm not sad I didn't get picked, so don't cry for me, Hernando. And while you're now all singing ABBA, please go onto iTunes and rate our show and tell us what you'd like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We'll see you on the next show.